Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and again on Saturday morning at 9 on KATX and KWBY as Angela Robinson joins Terry Slavens to share important financial information to help you live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, estate and tax planning and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. It is Life Planning 101 right here on KTX KWBY. We're joined by Angela Robinson, as usual, and once a month, her brother Aaron joins yes. us. Yes. Oh, always enjoy these segments. Never have enough time when you come, Aaron. I know. It's always so short. <laughs> the good news is he gets the whole show today. Oh, yes. Okay. And And for a minute, I, I, wanna, I want our audience to forget he's my brother um, because, you know, one of the things that we do not do a very good job of, I think, is touting the amount of education that we spend on ourselves to be able to help our clients. And so I really want, I asked Aaron, I said, okay, you know, we've been asked, we've been humbly honored and asked by other longtime advisors in this industry that Aaron can manage the money for their clients' portfolios. And that is that is an honor um, that is really, really high. And so, you know, one of the things I thought about is we, we really need to be touting who we have in our office besides Besides the fact that he's my brother, you know, and um, all I can think about is my brother. Um, need to really talk about what, what <laughs> we're he, supposed to forget. Yeah, that. <laughs> I know we're, we're supposed to forget that, um, but who he is and what he has done with his career right. and why he is where he is at. And so I asked Aaron last week. I said, "Can I interview you?" on the show this week um, just kind of your history because he's been in the business for 18 years I know he doesn't look like that Wow! Um, but it's almost two decades in right and he actually started at a time that he's seen more than people 10 years ago that could have said the same thing hadn't seen in 30 years just because of the way the markets were um, from day one when he came into this business and so you know um, his experience not only with the the education that he's given himself but also uh, the education that he has had through experiences with our clients is, is phenomenal. So I really wanted to take a moment this morning and, and um, just step back and really talk to Aaron about what he does, why he does what he does, where all this started from, because we don't get to hear this very right. often. And like I said, we're not very good at touting ourselves from a, from a, a perspective of this. But um, he wrote a piece, and this was on uh, this was actually built for the advisors that we're working with. And it's called Investing is Black and White, and the only gray area is your client's emotions. And, you know, a lot of uh, shows that we talk about are, are centered around that. But, Aaron, what is it that that drove you to that kind of be in the center, the core for um, when you talk to other advisors? Well, that's a great question. I think just through experiences, you know, you, you go through and, and you go through different kinds of market environments. And I can I can almost always tell what the market's doing by how many phone calls I get. <laughs> You know, and it's it's kind of aggravating because we we've gone through these same roller coasters over and over again. I get the same phone calls. Hey, why aren't we being more aggressive? The market's up, and then two weeks later, when the market drops, you know, hey, what are we doing in the market? Don't you know what you're doing? You know, it's and it's just back and forth and back and forth. And even um, even before I was uh, helping manage the money, we went through the same emotions, and and it's a constant battle. Uh, between this greed and fear and it really pushed me to look at the the real backdrops of where investing comes from where returns come from and how we can take advantage of those 
and how we miss out on them. So a lot of what, what I've put together is, is working off of that, trying to get the clients to get the most money that they can for the risk level. Right. You know, I, one of the things um, I, I think about is these last several years since of nine that we've been experiencing it, even though we've had a bull market, it has been ugly. And there has been periods of long periods of stagnation, volatility. Um, and it's, it's bad. And I know you said you could gauge by the amount of phone calls that are coming in on, on what actually is happening in the market. So, you know, what keeps you sane to be able to help clients have a level head when we're going through long extended periods of chaos? History. You know, probably the best thing that somebody could do is turn off their TV, invest sensibly and then forget about it. Wake up 30 years from now and say, holy cow. <laughs> but the minute we turn on uh, one of the financial publications or uh, shows, you know, it's over with. Right. You know, and it happens over and over again. Well, I was listening to Kramer. I was like, well, turn that off. <laughs> Don't listen to him. You know, Kramer's great. A lot of education there, but a lot of it's what's happening right, right now. And he doesn't know your particular situation. He does not know your particular situation, and he, he doesn't give an idea of when to get in and when to get out. You know, and it, it's difficult. It's very difficult, and it's very hard for a client to sit there and listen to that. Well, he knows when to get out and get out and get in and get out and make all this money, and that's just not how it really works at all. It's more investing, and it's time. Right. In your piece, you have, a, um, you have, of course, a half of this that you talk about the history, and then you've got half of this is dedicated to. Um, you have this little sequence that you say is uh, get, you know, educate the client, get the risk right, educate the client, set expectations, educate the client, manage for the long haul, educate the client, buy fear, yes. educate the client, repeat. You know, so what, you know, what is it that uh, of all those things, obviously, education is a big piece of that. What is your favorite tool to use for education? conversations just sit down with the client and you can actually show them over and over again how you know the market goes up over time the market goes up and down in a very short period of time but over the long run the mar- market goes up you know and there's lots of tools that we can use to get more bang for your buck when the market is going up now when the market's going down it's difficult but if we have your risk right you know and if we can stomach the downturn you know, we're going to make all that upside that we need to get to, to make your goals every time. Good. Well, when we come back, you don't want to miss it. We're going to dig a little bit more into Aaron's core portfolio that he manages and why he does what he does. Good stuff. We'll be back with more right here on KTX KWBY. And Life Planning 101 continues on KTX KWY. Angela Robinson along with Aaron Kennedy in office in studio with us this morning. And uh, do a little interview, a little interview between, uh, they're not sister and bro- brother for the <laughs> for show. For the show, right? For the show, right. they're no longer sister and brother. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. that way we don't sound pompous right now, yeah, you know. Right. But um, but I do, I want to back up, Aaron. I want, I want to talk, um, before we get more into your portfolio, I want to talk about uh, your education. And, you know, timing, right? Just like timing with the markets, you've had significant timing Yes. in uh, this business. So um, I'm just going to read off some of this, and then I want you to talk to the fact about how all of it's played into a part of where you're at today. So I, I actually got online this morning and, and researched how many hours you've studied, um, because you have a CLU, a CFHC, a CFP, and a CFA. 
designation. Yes. 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 <laughs> and your eyes are bulging in your head probably in remembrance of what that took. You know, the CFP alone, 6,000 hours of experience. Um, you're covering the gamut. Financial planning, the education planning, risk management, investments, taxes, retirement savings, income planning. CLU is the Chartered Life Underwriter. Um, there's uh, 14 college-level courses involved in that designation alone. Uh, the CFHC, which is the Chartered Financial Consultant, it's more of an advanced planning for uh, financial planning and there's nine college level courses that address all aspects of financial planning. And I think the reason I want to bring those to the forefront is that you aren't the typical investment guy on Wall Street. You actually understand some things about humans. Yes. <laughs> That's why he's on Seaman Street instead of Wall Street. That's right. right. Seaman Street instead of Wall Street. That's a good one. I love that. That's right. Yeah, um, which I thought was was phenomenal. And then, um, of course, in all of these designations have a code of ethics. But I, I think the one that obviously stands out the most is the most respected and recognized investment designation in the world. And that's your chartered financial analyst uh, designation that you have. Um, I actually looked that up. It said that uh, they dedicated studying 300 hours of study per level. There's three levels on average. Uh, students did that. And the pass rate over the last 10 years has only been 43 Yes. <laughs> you remember that well, it's don't not you? Fun. Yeah, it's chiming in, right? So yes. coupling that with the fact that you started in the industry in 1999, we call you our ultimate bear. <laughs> Talk a little bit about that. The ultimate bear? On the larger scheme, I'm very rarely bearish. <laughs> I just pay attention to, to risk, and you know I, I've always believed this. And if if you get your risk right, if if you can even get your risk half right, you know you you are so much further ahead than than everybody else. And and I don't believe in taking only one type of risk. I, I don't think that's mitigating risk at all. I like to spread our risk out, you know, because if you miss one risk but get the other one, you know. You're, you're just in bad a shape as if you didn't plan it, plan for it all. But if, if you really look out there and see where the pitfalls are, and and see what can go right and what can go wrong, you're just you're just that much further ahead of the game. So when you came in the business, just out of curiosity, here you are, height of the market, 1999, and things just fall off. You, well, you saw the peak, I guess. You came in to be able to yes, see the peak. I didn't get to see the peak. <laughs> Two months of oh my gosh, this is awesome. Yeah. This is easy. <laughs> And then what was your reaction when things started to fall apart for three consecutive years? Why am I not in med school? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. You know, um, when I'm going to take an outline out of your, you wrote this um, column in your piece on for these advisors. And of course, this is addressed to advisors. So, you know, it reads a little bit different, but I like this. It says, you know, we understand that we all fall prey to what is inherent in each of us human emotions. We're all guilty of being fearful, greedy, angry, or even a little crazy at times. Managing the emotions and expectations of your clients is a delicate balancing act. I'm going to skip ahead. Um, you can do all the investment analysis you want and build the perfect portfolio, but will any of that matter if a client becomes irrational at the wrong time? That's powerful. It is. It is, and, it, and it's absolutely true. I, I don't know how many times... Uh, I've had a client call in and say, get me up. I can't do it no more. And then call back in three months later and say, well, how come I don't get the returns? 
that everybody else got. I was like, well, you know, you got out at the wrong time. And, and we had that conversation of, of how deadly that is and how we have your portfolio constructed to so, so you wouldn't be going off this cliff that you feel like you're going off of. You know, the market goes up and down every day. We cannot control that. That is, the market is nothing but a, a gigantic group of people buying and selling stuff. And if it's a bad day, you know, the market goes down. Look at Mondays. Mondays are rough. Hey, Mondays. <laughs> Fridays know, are great. You Fridays are great, you know. But, but it's, it's people can, can have, be in a bad mood and sell off on the market. And the market goes down. And, and it doesn't have to, to mean that earnings are down or sales are down or anything. You know, in the very short term, it's just a group of people buying or selling and det- trying to determine what's going to happen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, and at, at the speed at which the markets move today, it is a daily, daily movement, an hourly movement. Things move so fast that it has nothing to do with earnings, nothing to do with sales, nothing to do with economics. You know, it's price movement. And price movement is not something I want to pay attention to in the very short term. Sort of like uh, if you're on a diet and watching your scales too closely. Yes, exactly. It's a great analogy. I've been dieting for three days and I haven't lost anything. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't work. Yeah. And, and you even have that in your process, you know, is managing for the long hauls, but buying fear is an important part of that, that process. Yes, you know, when, absolutely. And even Warren Buffett says that he's got a great quote, something like um, when everyone else, when there's blood in the streets, it's when you buy or something to that aspect. So. That's exactly right. And that's really how we put our portfolios together. We want to get our risk right. But the rest of our portfolio is taking advantage of people's mistakes. And the reason it works is because people always act the same. Mm. So when we come back, let's talk about these core drivers, this average alpha since 1968 and how you put that portfolio together. We'll continue with Life Planning 101 on KTX KWBY right after this. Final segment of Life Planning 101. Let's get right back to it, Angela. Yes, I know. We had a little time to waste, right? Great show. This is wonderful. Aaron, thank you so much for being on the show this morning. Mr. Aaron Kennedy, Charter Financial Analyst of Kennedy Financial Services. Can't treat him like my brother. On Seaman Street. Right, on Seaman Street, (laughs) not on Wall Street. If you missed that part, you got to go back and listen. (laughs) But uh, let's talk about your theory of investing. So we've talked a lot about um, your background playing a, a critical role in not just investment management, but emotional management. But your actual theory on investing obviously you've spent a lot of hours studying this and continue to do so so talk to us about this well you know if you go back and look at the market and the efficiency of the market you know they they've tried to explain everything by the actual risk level that you're taking and the anticipated return for taking that risk and it's a theory that's had a lot of followings and you know there's just several things that, that make that theory not work, you know? But there, there are exceptions to the theory. And most of all of those, I, I believe, other than the small companies, uh, are all behavioral effects, you know? So if we look as, if we take this risk, we should get this return unless humans act like humans, you know? That's basically how the theory reads. So I was like, well, since we're all humans, let's, let's try to figure out a way around this. And what we've done is we've taken those behavioral biases and overemphasized them in our portfolio. So one of the biggest ones is momentum. People chase returns. People always say, ooh, I want some of that. And they chase returns until, until the stock gets unreasonably priced. 
you know. So knowing that, you know, we, we are going to dedicate a portion of our portfolio to momentum. You know, if anybody ever comes in and says, well, why aren't we investing in that? I say, well, we are. I can show you. And we can show up the individual securities that they own that are, are these price-driven or momentum strategies. Uh, another thing is how they react. We can overreact or underreact to news. So if you look at value investing, a company comes out and misses their, their earnings or their sales, and boom, the stock gets destroyed because we overreacted to that news. And it happens over and over again. And then we get these stocks that get unreasonably cheap. We don't know how long they're going to stay cheap, but we do know that the long-term effects on your portfolio of buying a security is directly related to the price you pay. So you should always be looking to buy lower price securities. You know, the, the cheaper you buy it, the better off you're going to be in the long run. So we try to take advantage of people overreacting to news. On the flip side, if you look at what's going on right now, you know, we're at the lowest volatility of almost all time. And why is that? Well, people are underreacting to news. Isn't that weird? Underreacting. Yeah. You look Maybe at they the don't believe it. Yes. Fake news. <laughs> Fake news. Yeah, I've heard that before. But but right now, anything can come out, and the market's going to keep on keep on trumping along, you know. <laughs> but uh, so we're seeing seeing right now that regardless of what comes out, the market keeps keeps trudging up, you know. So we want to be able to take advantage of this low volatility uh, environment. Another thing is just buying good old boring companies, you know, <laughs> quality companies. People don't want them because you can't brag to them about to your neighbor, but they keep on performing. They right. keep on paying their dividend. They keep on growing their earnings. They keep on uh, growing their sales, and they're boring, but they keep going up. So why not take advantage of this? And then, you know, the, the greatest thing is you can say, go to a client, and we, we were talking about educating and we tell the client, you know what, uh, I know you're scared right now, but I put this in the portfolio because I know there's other people just like you that are going to behave this way, and I'm going to take advantage of it. And I, I pray that you don't do this. I pray that you hang into it. But if you do, just like everybody else, we're taking advantage of it, and we're going to make money on the other side. Not that we're front-running, but I do know that people sell out for the wrong reasons, and I know they buy for the wrong reasons. And I, I want our clients to, to take advantage of that. Yeah, not only do you want them, you demand it. You know, yes. um, in your piece here, you talk about, and I wasn't even in the business um, back then when you and Dad actually sat people down after the tech bubble. And it says you drew a line in the sand and announced to people that you worked with that, you know, we're no longer going to chase returns for you. This is going to be a balancing act. It's our way or the highway. Yes, that, that was a, a big change in our business. We were really going to the helping mode that regardless of what happens out there, we're going to take care of you. And, and not to say that we're not going to not take risk for a client, but we're not going to overload on tech. You know, we're not going to have 90% of your portfolio in Cisco anymore. All of your eggs in one right. basket. Right. And, and not, not that we did that in our portfolios, but we let people demand that of us, you know, and say, oh, I only want Cisco, and then it happens, and uh-oh, we're in trouble, right. and we're to blame. Right. So who's the right fit for Kennedy Financial Services? Obviously, if you want to dictate your own portfolio, 
you're not, <laughs> right? So, um, and it's for your own good. And I think yes. that's what people um, often forget is that, you know, and, and I do it. I always tell Aaron, I come in and we laugh about every time I have something I'm excited about, he pokes a hole in my balloon, you know, because, <laughs> but it's true. You know, I'm emotionally attached to my money and I need someone unemotionally attached to my money to help me make good decisions. Yes. So, Aaron, this has been wonderful. Great, great, great show. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for having um, me. And, and this is this is this is awesome. And and by the way, we do have other advisors that are going to be distributing to this to their clients as well. So uh, we're really excited about that. We do have one last question for you though. We have a job challenge this month that we're offering a free heart scan at Via Scan in Las Colinas to the largest amount saved from your first job at the youngest age. So in other words. How old were you when you had your first job? What was it? How much did you get paid? And how much did you save? Ooh, this is going to be a trick answer. <laughs> Jim Kennedy's son, <Yeah>. obviously. <laughs> I was working for my dad, picking up rocks. We were making 50 cents an hour. I think I was nine, either eight or nine. I remember asking off for my 10th birthday, and he gave me off half. <laughs> <laughs> but... From the saving, I sure didn't save for retirement, but we saved all summer long to buy this big G.I. Joe command post. Oh, wow. Awesome. And I remember working all summer long and then getting to go and buy that at the end of the summer, which was pretty cool. Pretty rewarding. That's the whole purpose of it. So great. Wonderful. We want to hear yours. Let us know. And be sure to tweet us this week at KFS Life Planning. Do you tend to act more frequently on fear, greed, or reason? be honest <laughs> i suspect we won't get too many on the ladder but right. anyway we appreciate everyone um that listens in every week to life planning 101 my name is angela robinson joined by aaron kennedy of kennedy financial services god bless everyone have a great week thank you for joining us for life planning 101 brought to you by kennedy financial services of eastland tune in every monday morning at 8 30 on katx and again on saturday morning at nine o'clock on katx and kwby for more life planning 101 advisory services offered through smart money group llc a registered investment advisor securities offered through calton and associates incorporated member finra sipc kennedy financial services incorporated is an independent of calton and associates incorporated and smart money group llc See